Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. We'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. It's our last week before the holidays, hooray! It means it's time for another seasonal special and for this year and this week we're going to be covering the terrifying Krampus from Alpine and Germanic folklore. Now most people know what Krampus is, or have heard of this monster in some way, and this is the perfect time to bring him up. Krampus is a Germanic festive demon who accompanies St Nicholas on all of his rounds giving presents. He is considered St Nick's shadow, reflecting the dark part of the Santa we all know and love, or whatever Santa is based on. Krampus is described as a satyr-like being, a satyr being a half-man, half-goat, with two large horns growing out of his head, cloven hooves, long fingers and an extremely long tongue, and they are completely covered in hair and shrouded in chains, slightly resembling the devil in their kind of original tellings, or the ones on tarot cards. He carries around a large sack and holds a bunch of birch branches called a rutan. Why does he carry these, I hear you ask? This is because the sack is for kidnapping and the branches are for whipping. Who? Children. Naughty children at Christmas time, of course. The Krampus's task in life is to run the naughty list and punish all those on it. Rather than St Nick giving you coal for Christmas, you would instead be either beaten with the rutin, left a pile of sticks for your gift, or worst of all, you'd be shoved into a sack and dragged down to hell for the night. If the latter, you'll wake up in your bed the next day with injuries sustained from your night in literal hell with the demon of Christmas and a bed full of birch. Or, if you were good, you'd wake up to a whole load of prezzies from Santa. So, I know which one I'd rather go for. This monster is mostly from Alpine mythology, which is considered as Austria, France, Germany, Italy, Liechtenstein, Monaco, Slovenia and Switzerland. So it's very, very central and mainland European. However, the Krampus from this culture is actually sometimes considered and mistaken as an American monster due to its prevalence in American cinema and modern media. But we'll get on to that bit later, as always, but we'll go on to etymology now. The word Krampus comes from the term Krampen in German, which means claw, and that's literally it, so it most likely comes from a term something like the clawed one. Krampus was originally a pagan mythical figure who would parade around during the winter solstice and the pagan festival of Yule. However, the actual origin of this character is quite unclear. We don't actually know when it started or where they originated from, but they were mentioned from at least the 16th century, so they are bloody old. We do know, however, that its origins are actually not within mainland European myth, as it's said that Krampus is the son of the Norse goddess Hel, 
the goddess of the underworld and of death, before venturing through Germanic myth to the mainland of Germany, France and Austria. However, the Norse are technically Germanic language-based speaking countries, so it kind of makes sense as to how this was spread, and people do think this is generally a German tale, but it does its original roots come from the Norse gods. Originally, Krampus was celebrated on December 5th on Krampusnacht, where St Nick would come and give out presents, not dressed in his normal red and white garb, but with a saintly vestment, a golden staff and a tall hat. Krampus would punish all of the naughty children and take them off to hell if necessary. Then, the next day, on December 6th, it's the Feast of St Nicholas, very much like the traditional European Christmas Eve and Christmas Day setup. It's also very traditional in Europe, at least, to send festive greetings cards, and in the 1890s, Krampus started featuring on Christmas cards in Germany and in Austria, some of them being very raunchy, or just having flat-out child beatings on them with the phrase Gross von Krampus, meaning greetings from the Krampus. And you can still find these today, and they're called Krampuskarten. Eventually though, paganism was pushed out of the mainline religions by Christianity, which was quickly spreading across Europe and replaced a lot of the pagan celebrations, such as Yule with Christmas for example. So when this first started to happen, St Nicholas was pulled into the Christmas celebration due to his title as the Catholic Saint of Children, which goes hand in hand with Christmas. So when the pagan figure of Krampus merged with this icon from their original telling, it was considered a mirror image of St Nick in the form of the devil. Therefore, the legend of the Krampus was massively suppressed by the Catholic Church, and actually the Krampus legend faded into the background. Another fun fact is that actually just before World War II in 1939, Krampus was considered a creation of the Social Democrats in Germany, so Krampus was once again, the slight revival that had happened in the early 1900s was completely killed again by the pre-war political parties of Germany. Sounds about right. However, in 1975, Krampus started to make a comeback. This was mostly due to kind of a cultural revival and an urge to be closer to their roots, folklore and history. Krampusnacht came back in abundance at the beginning of the 20th century in many countries, but mostly took off in these tourist cities in Austria, Germany and Czech Republic, and they still continue to this day. They even managed to spread across the pond to the States, and there are loads of festivals in the US every year in big cities to celebrate this side of the holidays. During these celebrations, there's an event called Krampuslauf, which very literally means Krampus Run, where people dress up in Krampus costumes and frighten local children whilst having a cheeky schnapps. There are also events called the Perchattenlauf, where groups of people would dress up as Krampus, and two teams would group up and beat each other up with sticks. And lastly, they would put on plays about the two characters called the Nikolaspiel, or Nicholas Plays, where St Nick would reward good children with presents, and they were generally considered quite religious in nature, usually coming from these more religious areas in these European towns. Nowadays, these celebrations go ahead every year with costumes, contests, with glorious food alongside the infamous Christmas markets of Germany and Austria. And in true Germanic tradition, you've got plenty of Glückwein, Stollen and Lebkuchen. Speaking of which, 
I'm going to be making my favourite festive treats this week for my Yuletide celebrations, which definitely include all three of those last things, but also the Danish Abelskeva, churros, a bit of panettone, and a good hot chocolate are my absolute faves. But I'm going to treat you now, as wouldn't this be a special without a special part in the middle? And no, unfortunately, I can't send you any of the goodies I've got here, but... In this episode, just like the vampires won at Halloween, we're going to do a little trivia on Krampus. We had a really good time last time, had a lot of responses, so I thought I would do it again. So I'll read out these questions, I'll post them in polls on the Twitter like I did last time, so that I can see your answers. Some of these haven't been covered in the podcast, and are general knowledge or modern media questions on Krampus, so they might be a bit trickier, but I'm pretty sure you're going to do well. So are you ready? Let's go first question is where is Krampus from? A. Austria, B. Finland, C. USA or D. Poland? Okay next one. When is Krampus Nux celebrated? December 17th, December 11th, December 8th or December 5th? Okay we're running out of multiple choice questions Here's two that don't have any options. Which Norse god is the supposed mother of Krampus? And who is the polar opposite character of Krampus? And I want the official name, not the name we have given him over the years. Next question. The word Krampus comes from the German word Krampen, but what does Krampen mean? A. Hoof, B. Tooth, C. Claw, or D. Whip. And the next one. Krampus carries a bundle of branches called Rutten, but what tree are they from? A. Birch, B. Ash, C. Oak, or D. Pine. What does Krampus leave children when they've been naughty? A. Bones. B. Stones. C. Ash. Or D. Sticks. Another fun one without a multi-option. What animal does the Krampus resemble in most tellings? And lastly, what is Krampusluff? Is it A. A festival? B. A run? C. A parade? Or D, a competition. Okay, and that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. And I'll have the questions up by the end of today so you can show off your Krampus knowledge. And I'll let you know all the answers by New Year's Eve. So enjoy that bit of trivia over your holiday period. And kind of back to normal, normal broadcasting. As usual, we'll move on to cultural significance to talk about how this monster realistically is in the eyes of people all around the world rather than just in the Alpine and Germanic countries of Europe. In art, he's mostly featured in those Krampus carton, the greeting cards I mentioned earlier. A lot of the art associated with Krampus that is a little older is usually taken from these cards. So there are very few illustrators to put a name to unfortunately. However, you can find with this monster that's just burst in popularity over the last few years, you can find so much independent stuff that is really cool, 
one of my absolute favourite artists, Iron Horrors, who does a lot of my pagan stuff. She's done a whole load of stuff with Krampus and just generally there is so much art out there. Cute stuff, horror stuff, go and have a look. It's just so much worth it. Highly recommend doing this for a really modern and culturally celebrated icon. For movies, we, for obvious reasons, have a lot of horror movies. They are mostly horror movies, but there are some good ones here. The biggest and probably most famous being the Krampus film that came out in 2015, which was scary, kind of had him as a weird, not as a satyr-like being, but he had the cloven hooves, the horns, all of that, but he had like a distorted Santa face. So if you're into that kind of thing, have a look. It's scary but it's also kind of whimsical and fun i've watched it so you know that it's definitely watchable obviously not with kids but i recommend that one others include the night of the krampus krampus the christmas devil a christmas horror story krampus unleashed pagan warrior rare exports krampus origins and krampus the reckoning there was also a documentary published in 2018 called Gross von Krampus about the origins and history behind this character, which I would highly recommend. I watched it for my research for this episode and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But to be honest, I generally love all the German stuff. It's in my blood. But it's a really, really cool, really good documentary. So do give it a watch. In TV, Krampus appears in Scooby-Doo. Grimm, The Venture Bros, Bob's Burgers, American Dad, Phineas and Ferb, Hotel Transylvania, The Series, Murdoch Mysteries, Supernatural, NCIS, Danger Force, American Housewife, The League and Suburgatory. And they're just the big ones really, there are more, but these are the bigger ones. For video games, there are quite a few including Carnival, Binding of Isaac, don't Starve, Medieval 2 Total War, Terraria, Minecraft, Fortnite, Killing Floor 2 and Krampus Quest. Also at the moment, as of the moment of recording, which was Monday 10th of December 2021, Call of Duty Vanguard, the newest COD game and the COD Warzone have a Krampus-based Christmas event where he comes and chases you around the maps. So if you're a COD fan, you probably already know about this, but if you are and you haven't seen it yet, go check out the maps. Highly recommend if you're into that kind of thing. My book recommendation comes in two parts this week. Firstly, a book about the history of Krampus itself, which is The Krampus and the Old Dark Christmas by Al Ridenour, which is a really extensive look at the history behind Krampus and the folklore behind him. The other two recommendations this week are actually of festive lore, because there's no other time to do it, is there? There's no better time to learn about the holidays than by reading a folklore book about them. So we have Christmas, Tradition, Truth and Total Baubles by Nick Page, which is a really fun, funny book on Christmas folklore. And the other is Christmas Traditions, A Celebration of Christmas Lore by George Goodwin, which explores the topic in a much more scholarly way, but still very informative and very fun. But now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? Now this is an interesting one because Krampus is so linked heavily to St Nicholas so you kind of have to ask if you believe in jolly St Nick and although our parents tell us from a young age that he indeed does there is actually very little proof behind either the good or the bad entity of St Nick actually existing. 
However, if you take St Nick out of the equation here and just look at Krampus as a festive demon, now if we think of it this way and completely separate them, then sure, maybe a Christmas demon would exist and terrorise naughty children, and I think you can kind of get away with this if you can also get away with demon and devil existence. When I mention this to some of my family who I tend to go with about this exact question, do you think they exist? They said that if you think Krampus exists, then you have to ask yourself if you think the devil exists. Or, as my brother said, if you're stretching at yetis, that started a whole other conversation. But it's linked so heavily to religion and its existence comes into question because of that. So the final answer really is I'm not sure. Probably not but a very cool monster nonetheless. I thought it was a really good one to cover this week, really festive and such a cool character to add to the holiday season. And actually, you might not have known this bit of Christmas lore. So especially when it's usually fun of joy and pure characters, this contrast of this evil demon who takes you to hell if you're naughty is just so good. I hope that Krampus doesn't visit you or your family this year, or any year actually, but we can all sit and revel in the idea that there is this dark side of the holidays that we just don't really think about. We're off next week, but when we're back on January 6th, we're back over in Arabia and looking at the mystical jinn from Arabic mythology. You'll certainly not have a friend in them in the new year. And speaking of which, I hope you have a fantastic holiday, whatever you celebrate, or if you celebrate anything at all. Either way, I hope you have a very happy new year. And I can't wait to talk to you all in January. But for now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. And thank you, I just have to say it again, for the last nine months of listening to me talking about this stuff. It's just such a joy to bring this to you. And this week we hit 7,500 followers. And it's just such an amazing journey that I've been on. And I just didn't think that anyone would be interested. So there's a little bit of holiday joy from me to you. And just a big shout out of gratitude to all of you. So thank you very much for being there. And listening to me just rattle on and stutter away. So thank you again. And... I wish you all a very happy, happy holiday and a very lovely new year. But if you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I would really love to hear from you. They have now released this on Spotify as well, which is usually the biggest music platform other than iTunes. So if you listen on Spotify, they've now released a rating service. So if you could pop on there, give us a star rating, that would be absolutely wonderful. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions, especially on what monsters to cover next. I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk. You can find us on Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast in the new year. If you feel like it, if you feel like helping out your gal, it will be much appreciated. But either way, come join the fun, share this with your pals, They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you in the new year, babes.